Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode of Filthy Casuals is brought to you by Blog Tyrant. Go to blogtyrant.com slash filth and get a free individual brainstorming session to help you start a blog or a new career online. Don't just start a website. Learn how to make it successful with Blog Tyrant. Games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Not very knowledgeable so far, but yeah. Well, uh, I've I've pressed record this week. Yes. I've had a promotion. And yes. I hit record yes. on our recorder. <laughs> yes. And it it turned a colour I'm pretty sure I've never seen it turn before. I think it just turned red, which but, is the universal sign for recording. But usually the numbers aren't red. Yes, usually the are. numbers are white. No, the numbers are absolutely every single time red. Well, there's no way to ever find out. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> also, Boy, you said you got a promotion. I consider this a demotion because yeah. I don't like doing it. I, yeah. I just... I, I'm happy to get more responsibilities. Okay. I, every time I get told to do a new job, regardless of the money involved, mm-hmm. that's a promotion. Okay. Boy, I hope this isn't recording. <laughs> Clean the toilets. <laughs> I'm the president now. <laughs> uh, my name is Tommy Dasselow, and with us as always... Ben Vanell. Yeah, I forgot we hadn't introduced ourselves. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yet. People flummoxed as they're listening to this. And uh, on the ones and twos... Uh, Hannah, on the ones and twos, g'day, it's... Uh, oh, wait, no, let me, do, let me take another run of that DJ voice. <laughs> okay. Here on the ones and twos for your drive home, it's Adam, big Adam in the box in the morning. Who's in the box? I'm in the box. And I'm Ben Vanell, and we've got over here Tommy Dasselow too. Oh, Ben, you can't say that. <laughs> now, nah, listen, boys, listen, boys, listen, boys. Fossil, fossil. Come on, fossil. <laughs> um, it's uh, th- There's that trend in breakfast radio, especially in Melbourne, where, you know, the person who's panelling kind of ends up on the show. Yeah. Yes. It's it's that's sort of a bit of what you were doing then, although it's pretty rare that they lean in and they're like, "Is this recording? Are we going out right now? This yeah. desk is a color I've never seen before. <laughs> it's Fifi Fevin the idiot. <laughs> it's Fifi Fevin the work experience kid. Um, so yes, we are. Well, okay. Should we just put our cards on the table and say we are doing this significantly in advance of its release? No. Okay. It is January the 9th, 2004. This, this is live. We're yeah. doing this live. <laughs> We're streaming for the first time. Yeah. No, yes, you're right, Tommy. We're doing this in advance. Comedy festival's coming up, and uh, some of us are going out. I've been away in Adelaide and New Zealand, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm back, though. And boy, how, they were fun. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, Adelaide was amazing. I had an, an incredible time there. That city continues to be a delight. Wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> The knowing laugh there. <laughs> New Zealand was probably really nice. I've, I heard about a good museum before I went, and then I went to that museum, and I enjoyed it. I wow, you didn't just Great. sleep in and then have a meal nearby and yeah. talk to your friends and not go to the museum? You didn't no. get put off by the fact that it wasn't free to get into the museum? I absolutely would. Do you, do you, do you, I, I love museums. They're the best thing to go to in any city if you go Actually, there. Actually, yes. To be fair, your exploits in other cities that I've heard of in- do involve museums. Yeah, yeah. I like museums and zoos. Yeah, nice. If you can fucking chuck some old animals in a building, oh, <laughs> motherfucker, wow. you have gotten me involved. There's Some some museums have animal skeletons yes, in Yes, they do. Yeah. Do you think I've not noticed? <laughs> I was a, testing That's you. what I race to. I, I, I run to them and then I trip over and Paul Blart style. <laughs> huge stegosaur just slowly collapses. Yeah. Big fan yeah. of the uh, guided audio tour. I'm not into them. No. Really? Yeah, no. yeah, neither. I just like to go and absorb it on, at my own pace. No, yeah, I need to I, be told what to think. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel rushed by him. I did yeah. one of them at the Melbourne Zoo. It was like a nighttime one, an evening zoo walk around. Mm-hmm. And it was on uh, iPhones or iPods, but video capability. Mm. When you get to the elephants, it's like, 
One of these gave birth not that long ago. Want to see it? And then on the iPod, a fucking elephant. <laughs> Horrific. Come, yeah, oh. Ace Ventura 2 starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, the zoo, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't see the point in that. Mm. But like a, a like a museum where mm. it's like taking you around and the and like – Giving you the you know the chronological kind of thing. But I it like has that. all of that on the written down for you. Yeah, but mm. you know, reading is for idiots, and I think <laughs> oh. the listeners of this will agree with me on that one. Yes, <laughs> I like that you read so little. It took you halfway through the word agree. You had to remember what the second half of the word agree was. <laughs> Fuck again, again. Really hoping I could have gotten away with that. Nothing gets past you. No, nope. nothing gets past you. That's why he's paddling. That's what I get from living that museum lifestyle. I notice every little trick anybody <laughs> tries to pull. Uh, so yeah, we are doing this uh, yeah a little bit in advance. It's the week that Comedy Festival is starting, so probably worth us plugging all of the shows that we're uh, yeah. doing. Which yes. uh, my stand-up show, uh, Leisure Suit Tommy, is starting on March the twenty-eighth. Well, it will have started by the time people hear this. Mm. March mm. the 28th it started. It's on until April the 10th and then also the 15th and the 22nd at the Coopers Inn. Comedyfestival.com.au for tickets to that one. Adam Knox. Uh, my show would have just finished an hour, uh, half an hour ago or so. Mm. Already been nominated for the Barry Award too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unprecedented. Yeah. It was. It will be in three days. It will turn out it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and they will make me give back my Barry, which I haven't even won yet. They're going to make me go out and buy a trophy. And, and give it, it to yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. yeah, they make yeah. you give back the envelope <laughs> that had the nomination. In I, it. I love a joke from the... The previous Oscars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one. And that's why you laughed so loud. <laughs> uh, it's called um, This Show is Good and Funny, Attendance Appreciated, and I mean every word of that, and I want you to all come to it mm. at 6.30pm at Trades Hall mm. from the 29th, which is today, until the 22nd of April, which is uh, a few Sundays from now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm in a show called The Death of Chim Cop, featuring one Adam Knox, yep. one Timothy Clark, one, <laughs> one Rosie. Vanell and one Ben Vanell. It's on at 8.30pm, so about half an hour from now if you're listening right when this comes out. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope someone Races legs down, it to yeah. the venue yes. tonight. Please. And if you're and if you are that person, hang around mm. after the show. Mm. Let Ben and Adam know that. Oh, you could make it to mine. I'm at 8.20. Yeah. Pick one of yeah. our shows. Oh, you're never going to make it to that. 8.30, though, I think is doable. Yeah, absolutely. Just race down, and then when you get there, you'll be running so fast that Paul Blart style, <laughs> you fall over and end up on the stage, and we incorporate you into the show. Yes. But, yeah, please uh, stick around and let, if you do that to either of our shows, mm. on this day that this is out, let us <laughs> let us know. We will look at you with a look of confusion because yep. we're saying this about three <laughs> weeks away. Yeah. We, we definitely will have forgotten that we've put this out there, but please, yep. like, you know, Try us. And, and don't talk to us on any other night you come. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deal. Um, yeah, The Death of Chim Cop, it's a sketch comedy show. It's sort of like a cinematic narrative thing. It's, it's kind of like we do a dumb movie on stage and it's, yep. uh, it's fun. It's a fun time. It's, yep. it's like one of the Naked Gun movies, sort of, but Ben has never seen any of the Naked Gun movies, yeah. which is fucking unbelievable. Yes. Mm. Like I refuse the, to be tainted by that influence. The, I want to do only original jokes. Like the person who designs Nike shoes hadn't heard of Adidas. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's and something like that. Yes. And weirdly enough, in your version, there's somehow more OJ Simpson, which is <laughs> which is confusing. There, there, there are actually, actually a couple of OJ jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's our plugs out of the way. Comedyfestival.com.au for tickets to all of our shows. Yeah. So we're, we're getting this uh, stockpile because we know that we'll be busy in this week. So you're welcome. Uh, apologies <laughs> if uh, if there's been any big breaking news uh, this week. The big thing apologies. will be Far Cry 5 has just come out. Yes. And uh, we'll be talking about that next week, yes. I imagine. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I was about to say, and also the news that, but of course I don't know what it is because it yeah. hasn't happened yes. yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time and <laughs> goodbye. Uh, no, we figured this week we've, uh, we've got a big old mailbag there that's been, uh, yeah, had a lot of stuff come into it in the mm. last little while. Uh, we kind of went looking for it recently, like we asked people to send us stuff. We did an episode and we had still so much left over and still more new questions coming in that we thought this was a good week to... Uh, yeah, go in some of the excellent questions and topics that people sent us. Yeah, and we had a really good time on that episode just, yeah, kind of talking a bit more about topics that we don't get to touch on as much. Yeah. Some fun discussion. Mm. <laughs> That's really sounded like you had fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more or less fun than a museum? Uh, I think museums are really fun. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so less fun. If you're listening <laughs> yeah, right? to this while you're walking around a museum, though, oh, there we go, motherfucker, you got it sorted. Yeah, mm. this is this is your audio guide through the museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so that's an old insect. The plan Look at is that yeah, fucking thing. The plan <laughs> Imagine is Imagine how big it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is that this syncs up perfectly with the Guggenheim. Yes. Yeah. And if yeah. you put <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon on as well oh. underneath this, <laughs> it makes it a lot less. You easy get a free to iPhone five. <laughs> Uh, So should we just jump in? Yeah Yeah Cool To what? Uh, The pool Splash (laughs) Connor has written in Classic OJ Connor is our our, our first cab off the rank Mm. What are some good games for people who are just shit at video games? Tommy specifically (laughs) Most of the games he didn't He didn't didn't put that He didn't write that No he didn't uh, most of the games you guys talk about on the podcast sound really fun, but I just know that I'd be terrible at them. For context, it took me about four to five months for me to finish the Crash Bandicoot trilogy last year, and I really like the aesthetic of Cuphead, but I know I wouldn't get past level one. Now, I've had a pre-read of this email. Oh, oh cheeky. How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, those are both really hard games. Like they, Crash Bandicoot, they are difficult platformers. Yeah, and he t- and there's three of them in yeah, that package. Yeah. Like, no need to be ashamed about spending four months on a, on three games. Mm. Like, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I, I think the general sentiment is interesting because, yes. especially like similar thoughts of getting people who don't play video games. What's a good entry level sort of yes. thing? Mm. And yeah, I, just the thing of video games. I feel I can't remember if we've discussed this before. Or if this is just something that I've heard around the Screamed traps. into the darkness <laughs> yeah. like you're trying to sleep. Um, video games are like the only thing that has a barrier of entry to enjoying the whole thing. Mm. I guess there are some books that are kind of difficult to read the language of, like if you're going to read something complicated like a, a sure. fucking you know, Harry Potter book or something, then you're going to have a hard time. But mm. like if you you can get your way through a book or... A What's your favourite book? Um, are you, I've got this... Weird memory that you said that you don't like reading and you don't like books because you're too impatient. Is that true? No, that's not me. Okay. I like reading and I like books. I just don't have time for it a lot of the time. Right. But uh, I don't know. It depends what day you catch me on. And as it's today, yes. I'm going to say the general work of Terry Pratchett is my favourite nice. I was series of books. listening to the first one as an audiobook the other night and it's really good. It I still think holds I would up. hate to listen to them as audiobooks because there's something about the tone of... The comedy writing the humor, in that yeah. book, the I think would bother me if it was said to me it, more than it, me reading it. With it my was voice it was a, a dude who got it and he delivered it well. It's it's worth listening to. They're good. Yeah, um, I like Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, oh, yeah. as nice. a person, never read one of his books. Yeah, he's actually. I <laughs> uh, you'll find out later. What is there news about him? <laughs> uh, my friend Kurt Vonnegut, who I'm planning on visiting later today. I mean, he's <laughs> just give him a call. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like some books. But you're right. Um, yeah, video games is the only medium I can think of that really has a, a a genuine barrier in terms of response time, reflexes, time commitment. Like, it's all of these things combined. Yeah, yeah if you don't know how they work, like, mm. you you are just not going to be able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and even, then even like, something that you... Even, like, certain games can... It ta- it took me a few goes to get into things like Dark Souls and whatever. Right. Because you need to understand the rhythm of them yeah. before... And you need to have some certain level of just, like, motor competency with well, what it's Well, the interesting about them do. is that they're yeah. constantly, as they evolve, they're trying to get... Still retain a level of difficulty for the people that have been playing them for now, what, 30 years or something. Mm. So even if you are locked into it and you do get it, they're constantly trying to flummox you and kind of outdo you in a certain yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's a, you don't realise how much, um, not baggage, what's the word, how much built-in knowledge mm-hmm. uh, of, yeah. of these sort of complicated things are just in the back of your head. Yes. Yeah. Like, like with first-person shooters, like there's a certain amount of muscle memory that allows you to play the latest Call of Duty that someone coming to games for the first time, there's no way you're going to be able to play them or experience them in the way they're supposed to be experienced. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a really a natural thing to do. Yeah. Even something that you think of as the easiest thing, like say to get to grips with, but let's say a Mario platformer, which yeah. is one button to jump and then moving around. Like if I gave that to my dad, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Like he would be put off by that. So right. do you know the other big thing I think is like, yeah, you've got like uh, there's all that motor stuff is like definitely a part of it. But something that's really interesting to see someone who doesn't play video games ever 
butt their head against is like shitty weird game logic that you take for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And people go like, why doesn't this work? There's yeah. no reason that this idea I've had shouldn't work. Yeah. Or like, why do I have to talk to this person a second time well, yeah. to get them to give me this quest? I tried to get my ex-girlfriend into games and we started with Firewatch because the like art style was really interesting to her and it was like very visually appealing in a in a instant kind of way. But then trying to get her to move around in a first-person shooter way and even know where to go. Like, there's so many things that you, like, instinctively, like, well, you just follow that path. Yeah. There's something is going to be down that path because yeah. it's a game. But why? But how do you know that? Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't I go? The, the woman told me just wait here, so I'm going to wait here. But, like, right. no, it's a video game, so you've got to walk, wander yeah. off. Don't totally. follow anyone's instructions. Yeah. yeah. And is that what broke you guys up and then you <laughs> moved into the bush? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know who is really into games? And maybe this speaks to that thing of experience and history and built in knowledge. My dad. Right. Mm. Like, he loves games. And he recently had this discussion about it where he was like, he'd been trying to play a lot of PS3 games and he kind of just was giving up. Because he was putting them into a PS2. Oh. His dad's that fucking stupid <laughs> that the reason wasn't anything to do with the game like you'd thought it had been. Yeah, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, <laughs> does it? Um, but he was getting frustrated, frustrated because they were too hard and he wasn't persisting with them. And then he just had some downtime recently and he was like, I'm going to give, I think it was Assassin's Creed 2 another go. Right. And... He just put more time into it and he was like, oh, I've got it. I've realised you have to get good at the game before you enjoy them. Mm. And this is something we talked a bit about on our mm. band camp about DOS games where you used to just play games to get a high score to be successful at them without mm. really enjoying the process. And that's not how games are made now. You've got to enjoy the whole experience and you've got to be good at it yeah. to enjoy it. I've been thinking about it a bit recently because I, I posted this in our Facebook group, but uh, my dad was asking about this podcast and then mm. games as a whole and everything. And so explaining the Switch to him and, and sort of explaining, yeah, just to how games work and all that sort of stuff. And he, like, I think he would be really interested in anything that's kind of puzzle solving y. So I kind of was almost thinking about, like, Oh, maybe I'll get him a 2DS and get him like one of those brain training games mm. and like a Professor Layton. The Professor Layton stuff he was like really interested in because it's like he loves kind of Sherlock Holmes and mystery sort of stuff. But it, but again, for him, it generationally, that barrier of just like he – anything with an interface where – it's more than just flicking on a switch, like right. having to go and like select it from a menu right. and then set up a new game and all that. Again, what you were saying about uh, Adam, about the, the inbuilt knowledge of like, yeah. you just scroll through the menu, you just go up and down and then you hit A. It's like, what's any of that mean? Why? Yeah. Why do I Why do I do that? And it's the same with, he's got an, like you can get some of that stuff on iOS, but he's the same, he's got an iPhone and he knows how to text and call and take photos and that's about it. He's right. like, what, what's the app store? What are, what are apps? I'm like, all that stuff on the screen, like when you're texting me, that's an app. He But he just doesn't, <laughs> something that is, you wouldn't think you could get more simple than just it's there on the screen and you touch it and then you're in it. Yeah. yeah. He still that still is too much of a of a barrier. Totally. Yeah, right. I, I remember my dad played through Call of Duty one and four. Right. On right. two separate occasions. And the thing that he ran up against in both of them was like he knew he, he was playing it on the PC and he knew like move the mouse and click on the guy and he'll die. Yeah, I yeah. can point and click at stuff. I've used a computer. Yes. These buttons move me around. I get that. But there were situations and it's where, where it's like, oh, well, you have to move up because they're going to spawn infinitely and right. they'll keep coming at you until you yeah. move to this point. And he's like, well, why? Right. Why would there be infinite Germans? Right. <laughs> that's, aren't infinite. that's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> we would we should have lost this war. <laughs> yeah. They deserve to win if there's infinite of them. It they should, are the majority now, <laughs> which makes them correct. Yeah, it right. should just still be going. <laughs> yeah, but it it's it's stuff like that. So in terms of those things, stuff like Breath of the Wild, weirdly, mm. is something that I've seen a lot of people who aren't really into games get into because ideas that you have work in that game. Right. Things that you think should logically happen kind of just do. Yeah, and you can right. go in there and it's not really pushing you towards doing these objectives. If you walk in any direction, you'll find something to do. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I really, it I, seems counterintuitive because it's pretty complicated. Yeah, that's what I, I would have thought. It was that it would be that thing of like, okay, what do I do? What's Where's my guidelines? What yeah. am I doing? I, I would have thought but games like... Mario, like anything that replicates something in the real world, Mario Kart, something like that, mm. 
is got to be easier to get into. But well, it naturally mem- gives you those things because if you're like in the woods, you're going to walk in a direction. Then if you see somebody, you're going to walk up to You know, like it, yeah. it sort of it happens quite organically in that game. Which it would be cool mm, for that purpose if you could turn off enemies and stuff and just have it as a thing where you just walk around in this nice world. Well, sure. like that Assassin's Creed thing, speaking of museums. Yeah, yes. there's a, yeah there's this a, is a few weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it there's I haven't tried it yet. But in Assassin's Creed Origins, there's basically you walk around Egypt and it tells you fun little facts about Egypt. Mm. Yeah, they've covered up all the like nudity on the statues. Oh man, which is weird. <laughs> like it's fucking lame. It's also kind of <laughs> gross in the way of like. Fuck you. Don't change history for your own fucking puritanical yeah, weird yeah. things to- now. Totally. Bodies aren't gross. Attitudes are. Let so. me see that elephant fucking getting a kid out of its <laughs> elephant moot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me eat Pikachu's ass. I want to do that from a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I. Weirdly enough, I remember when I had the Nintendo 64, I had pilot wings on it. Mm. And my dad being really into that because he has a pilot's license and he's right. flown planes in the past. So... I kind of, yeah, I mean, I would love to spend a day with him just showing him, but it's like needing some good entry-level stuff. And I really hope there's some kind of like, there is a flight simulator out on the Switch that I've been, I haven't I haven't really looked into enough to whether it's good or not, but mm. I've been thinking, oh, maybe I should just get that and go and like, I think he would enjoy something like that. Mm. But I think that's kind of the extent of where my dad would be able to pick up on something because flying yeah, is just right. like, yep, here you are. Like I have an interest in this from the real world and it's like up, down, left, right. Mm. You've got to go through these things. There's no enemies. There's no like crazy objectives. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no equipping. Yeah. It's just literally you saw around on it's your telly. It's really interesting. I, I think our dads descend in age, right, in terms of their ability with Mine games. Mine increases in age <laughs> year by year. Yeah, but in terms of Tommy's, I think, is the oldest and I think yeah. yours is the middle and mine's the youngest. Right. And so my dad's experience with games is like he's always been a gamer. So he's right. stuff with the interfaces and the logic is all there. It's more the really modern games. It's a lot of the open world games where it's like the more the figuring out how to get the most out of them is the thing that he's yeah. had an issue with. But now he's like, he, he loves The Witcher 3. Like, he's fully into those games. Now. Right. As mine as the middle dad yep. understands the basics of, like, I need to shoot the enemies. But it's the other mm. things put on top of that that seem illogical, which I think he's right about. But more to Connor's point. And mine as the old dad knows fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, well, yeah, dad was 40 when he had me, which was 86. So right. that's your 40 around the time that that stuff is really. Mid eighties when consoles oh, like and stuff. late seventies with Space Invaders and shit as well. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Pubs. Well, that's the thing. My dad was a teenager in the seventies, so that was just prime time. And my yeah. dad was like my age then. Right. So it, I would go like, oh, cool. But it's sort of like with um, I don't know fidget spinners. Yeah, this <laughs> bloody rap music they're all listening uh, yeah, to yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, uh, to the, to so to this point of uh, people who are terrible at games. Because it sounds like Connor's into games, but mm, just yeah. doesn't like stuff like Kirby, and sure. and things like Journey or Inside and things like that, where they're kind of not simple, but or they're not easy, but it's simple what you have to do. Sure, well, I mean you mentioned Firewatch before. Firewatch mm. was on my list of what you'd recommend. Any mm. kind of like quote unquote walking simulator, like yeah. Edith Finch as well, like stuff mm. where you can't really. It's not so much challenge based. I guess the telltale stuff. Sure. Yeah, anything where like reaction time and spatial judgment is taken out of mm, it. That yeah. tends to be the thing that people consider to be difficulty. Well, I think and I think walking simulators like um what was that game we played recently? What remains of Edith Finch? Mm. Yeah. Games where you can gradually learn how to smoothly and confidently control a first person Shooter character oh, yeah, yeah. without the issue of having to get killed over and over again. Yeah. It's probably something that's good to play. And yeah, stuff like Inside teaches you how to play a Mario game, but the difficulty isn't so much the platforming mm. as figuring out the puzzle and what how to that's going to yeah. work beforehand. Mm. Also, mm. mobile games, you know, typically are not, you know, like Monument Valley 3s, like things that are. Monument Valley is kind of uh, just a little weird phone experience mm. and threes is like a little puzzler thing where yep. you're just going to constantly be trying to up your high score like mm. that those so, are really easy ones to recommend to people who don't have who aren't as versed in games yep constantly. so to answer your uh, question connor uh get dark souls and play it until you're good and then we'll fucking let you talk to us <laughs> mate because uh it's really important to be uh very very good at video games yes it's damn super you filthy casual connor <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next email comes in from Eric. He says, hey, <laughs> Only guys. Only emails from people who finished Crash Bandicoot Trilogy in one week from now on. Thanks. <laughs> hey, guys. Huge fan of the podcast. Says, Eric, I was wondering what some you of didn't your... didn't go blah, 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 blah. Because <laughs> I, I put these emails in here and took out all the blah, blahs. <laughs> okay. Because I, I'm okay. I just don't feel comfortable going like, ah, I love you guys. No, Because I'm saying fair. it about myself. That's I can't fair. say that about myself. I put out a tweet recently where I legitimately started listening to a podcast and they start their every episode reading their positive ideas iTunes reviews and I did not like that oh, yeah, at all. Oh yeah, the minute to ask you what podcast that was. I'll, I'll tell you off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little dumb dumb club. Oh fuck, uh, <laughs> that's my one. Doesn't sound like us at all. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. Uh, Eric says, I was wondering what some of your favourite games that no one seems to remember. What, mm. what are some of your favorite mm. games that nobody seems to remember? First time I ever used analog sticks, my controller was playing Ape Escape 1 on PS1 in 1999. That's such an interesting way. The first time I ever used analog sticks, my controller was playing Ape Escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uh, controller became sentient. Yeah. And I sat there and watched it play itself. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was uh, what... You, yeah, yeah, that that was uh, the analog stick one. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's I always been one of my favourites, even though no one remembers it. I what are your favourite? Yeah, you're wrong, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone remembers that game. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it, of a certain age you would, but I don't know if, if you were younger. Whether well, or not that's just how memory works. <laughs> that's just no, that's everything. I, I know what the fucking World War One was. Yeah, but I wasn't there. It was a great. Thank war. God. <laughs> Uh, what are your favourite games that no one seems to remember? $10 on Tommy saying some obscure Mario game no one's ever heard of. Unnecessary for him to write that. <laughs> Even more unnecessary for you to read it out. <laughs> yeah, you didn't I, filter that out. I was questioning whether or not to, but I ended up going for it because he's thrown it in there and I want to represent the people. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Blah, blah, blah. Tommy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually wrote a bit of a list of, uh, of obscure stuff that, Here I we go. that, uh, nice. that people may not be too familiar with mm. but uh, yeah I mean I the Nintendo 64 was the console where I got I got I ended up getting most things that were on there right um, and it I mean yeah I don't know it felt like a lot of stuff came out on there especially like 3D platformers mm-hmm. so like you know talked a lot in the past about the, the games of Rareware like Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that yeah uh, but then you know they're less uh, well-known games like Jet Force Gemini which was like a third-person Space shooter, yeah, kind of game where you could play as a boy or a girl, and then their dog eventually, and they all kind of it's handle a slippery slope. Versus <laughs> really boys and girls, and it's dogs. Yeah, there's a plebiscite in level four, and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're playing as a fucking dog. Uh, I remember that one. Insects, yeah. big alien insects. Yes, yes. Uh, were your enemies, and it had great music. Yeah, never got the same level as hype of, uh, as their other games, but um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Blast Core was another one that they made. That was they, sick. Um, that, yeah, I would love them to re-release. Oh well, I think they've they've re-released all this stuff they were in the rare collection thing yeah yeah. Um, another game called Space Station Silicon Valley oh yeah you've told me about that I think I've talked about this before it's it's levels where you're you're like a yeah so you're in a a, like a space station that's like an artificial um, kind of biodome thing Mm. and there's uh, robot recreations of animals and you're playing like a little computer chip and you Possess the different animals and That's use right. that to solve puzzles. It's kind of a very, very primitive version of Mario being able to capture stuff with his yeah, hat, yeah. essentially. Yeah. There's um, a weird lineage too that goes the people who made Lemmings made that and then made GTA 3. Yes. There's <laughs> right. like a strange through line there. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Beetle Adventure Racing was something we talked about the other week, which Ooh. I really enjoyed on the 64. Uh, then, like, just obscure platformers and stuff. Like, there was one called Chameleon Twist. Yeah, all those ones like fucking uh, Glover. Yep. And those yeah. that you play as Danny Glover. Nice. And but no, you're a glove and you roll a ball around or something. But yeah. Oh, that's familiar. Tonic Trouble. Tonic Trouble, yeah. Pandemonium was one that I played. It was yep. a PS1. Yeah. One, one. 40 Winks. Yeah. Rascal. Oh. This era of. Small Soldiers was a, was based on the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Nice. But yeah, just this real era of like come up with a character and put him in a 3D platformer. Yeah. Um, Mischief Makers was a 2D platformer that was on there that I really enjoyed. Uh, and then uh, there, I've, I've talked about it so much on the show, but Goof Troop on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. is such a favourite of mine. Uh, the first console I ever got was an <laughs> NES that my mum got a copy of Tom and Jerry with it because my name yeah. is Tom. <laughs> uh, and then do you remember this? Like old NES cartridges, ones that weren't licensed by Nintendo – they would, they would be like a 
cartridge that had like an open bit on the end where you would have to plug an official Nintendo cartridge into to get them to work. Oh, I don't think I ever saw that. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. And you yeah. could still just get them in Target even though they're essentially bootlegs. Huh. Yeah, but wow. they basically, if so if Nintendo, because Nintendo had to send out the cartridges and like officially license everything themselves. So, yeah, these games would come out where it would basically piggyback on what is in an officially licensed cartridge. Right. And then use it to power this game that was inside. Wow. So we had like a game that was one of them that was like where you played like a polar bear and you had to like defend your little ice cave. Yeah, thing. right. Yeah. There was a thing I learned about the other day that was for the Nintendo 64 that was like a disk drive. It was like a bootleg thing that would plug in at the bottom mm. and it would just read burnt CDs. Oh, wow. And so you would plug in one of certain games into the top that had whatever code it needed to trick it into running and then you'd run Nintendo 64 games off of the CD wow. that was in right. this big fucking thing down the bottom. Wow. And apparently at the time it was like a big deal because it's like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I never heard of that. No. And Nintendo's consoles have been easy to hack ever since. <laughs> well, and then my cousin had a Super Nintendo thing where you put floppy disks in it and it would run right. whatever. Wow. Played a bunch of fucking Bubsy. Game Genie. That. You remember yeah. the game genie for the NES? You had to rub the NES three times and then he'd pop out and come all over you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Those were like cheat things, weren't they? Yeah. You could yeah. access cheat codes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I also think maybe you could get games through them as well. There was a lot of wild shit with all the with the cartridge systems, the, yeah. the weird fucking stuff you had to do to to make piracy happen on those, and yeah. people fucking did it. Yeah, and you were playing Donkey Kong Country two off of floppy disks. What about games for Unox? Um, well, I, like I guess they're obscure, like. I used to really love. It's kind of hard to classify exactly what is skewer, obscure now because everything yeah. kind of, yeah. if it's good enough, has a bit of a renaissance where yeah. whatever Kotaku will do an article like, oh, remember this, or mm. it gets re-released on a store. Like people, totally. People There's a bunch a of old it. old Sega ones that seem like they're dead forever. Oh, ah, yeah, mm. like Panzer Dragoon and Jet Set Radio were two that I yeah. fucking loved at the time, and they they haven't had a whisper of doing anything with them in fifteen years mm. plus. So, um, but Shenmue fucking happens, so yeah. anything could happen. Yeah. Well, that's what kills me about Goof Troop. I love it, but it's because it's licensed. And, like, there's heaps of great licensed Disney stuff on the Mega Drive as well that is just never, mm. that I guess, yeah, it, it's just not possible for them to reboot it or, or like, I mean, they they rebooted Castle of Illusion, which is like a Master System Mickey game. They, like, yeah. remade that. So it kind of does happen, but... I think it's rare that they give enough of a fuck to yeah. bother. There's a bunch of stuff from that like sort of late 90s Sega that I would that like weird shit like Samba de Amigo and Space yes, Channel right. 5 and all yeah. these fucking strange uh like I never Rez played, I guess has come back. I never played any of that stuff. My cousin had a again my cousin he was fucking mm. well this is two different cousins actually so I got a fucking our family gatherings <laughs> we all have like it's three of you big electronic <laughs> visors and we walk around and greet each other by like typing computers that are attached to our chests hell yeah but uh <laughs> like Daft Punk yeah 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 <laughs> I'm friends with these two. my cousins are French <laughs> and but uh, there was. That sort of stuff, I guess, happens with indie things now. But, like, mm. there's a bunch of shit that didn't come over here, too. Like, Sega Gaga is a oh, game yes. where you run Sega. Yeah. And that fucking talking fish one, whatever he was called. Yep. Seaman. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> he had a hell of a set of pipes on him. And I never played Jet Set Radio, and all you hear about it is just really, really great stuff. And it, mm. I, fuck, I would love to see that get a redo. Someone recently made a fake album for the third one. Yeah. Uh, right. That was fucking awesome. So Google that somehow because I don't know. I don't remember. What about you, Ben? Obscure. Uh, there's a series of games. Um, from a company I've forgotten. Grand were, Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. No, they were they were city building games, and they weren't city building games on the scale of a Sim City. Right. They were much more. They were smaller. They were more like I guess villages. They were uh, Caesar were yep. the first series, and then they did one which is like kind of my favorite game, but I don't say it is my favorite because no one else knows it. Pharaoh. Pharaoh was in there. Right. Zeus is my favorite. Okay, it's, Zeus. It's, it was the first game I ever bought, I think, myself from a swap meet. Right. Nice. Uh, and, yeah, it's just this great ancient Greek setting, city-building game where it's just perfectly balanced. It can be really, really difficult, but 
Um, were they the yeah. ones where you had sort of like a book and you would go left and it, like it, it was it was like you were seeing a grid, like a block, and you would move that block like it was on top of a table? Does that make sense? Sort of. Sort of. I don't... Maybe the older ones were like that. Zeus right. was much more just like isometric, SimCity view, a okay. bit closer in than an actual city. And it was, yeah, all about the rhythms of like... You get you got to get some food, so you place a market. Then you build some farms. Then the f- guy from the market can go in this amount of distance to the houses you build. The houses need more, so it's all this Those like fucking suburban people never <laughs> go with outside of a certain distance know, of where they're from. Their little bubble. You got to get out there and live in the world. But it was this great balance of gameplay mechanics and ancient Greek like mythology and stories and stuff as well. And yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else play it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just you just reminded me of something that I, I probably should have brought up in the uh, uh, Bandcamp MS-DOS episode we mm. did, but a fucking computer swap, mate. Oh, how good. Yeah. Just, yeah, going down. I think that was where I got the the Simpsons Doom patch. It's like some dodgy right. guy selling it on a floppy disk with this like shit label that he'd printed himself with like a bad stretched JPEG of Mo holding Oof. a shotgun like – yeah, like going in and not – yeah, like because you'd always have the desks of people who were just selling like actual boxed Diablo. Yes. You're like, get out of here, idiot. You go <laughs> yeah. right up the back and it's like just I don't know who they've conned or yeah. what's going on. What are you doing here, cop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Narc. I remember actually like this speaks to how forget- forgotten this game is now. This was the only place I could buy it. Right. Uh, it wasn't in stores, or if it right. was, there was one copy that was sold out. I had to find this one guy who had a stall at this swap meet every month. And His go name and- was Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Please, <laughs> buy my game. Um, is, that, how, is that the end of that question? Unless you've all got more. No. No. Nah, I I'm, th- I'm, I'm, I'm. Have I, you been able to find it since? You haven't been able to play it since? Like on, I found online or anything? I found it online. Okay, cool. Yes, I found it online for Windows only, and I did this weird thing where I got it onto my Mac and mm-hmm. working in some weird backdoor action. But mm-hmm. um, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking I'll, of the Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take the uh, really natural break in between <laughs> questions there that I just slotted into very um, seamlessly to talk about our sponsor for this week. Mm. The episode the Greek anal sex is yes. sponsoring us. Greek anal sex, <laughs> only yes. that type. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty generous with it. You have to admit, they really pretty quickly gave the rights up to the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's open source now. Yeah, yeah, and then they kept experimenting. There was like thunderbolts and animals involved. It yep. was great. It was good shit. It's the wild west, man. Um, wild south. Yes, well, the wild Greek, <laughs> the wild Greece. What? The wild oh, Central I mean your Europe. butthole is south. Okay. <laughs> oh, never, oh, yeah, yeah If right. any of our listeners work for Big Anal and can get them on board as a sponsor <laughs> one week, please let us know. <laughs> this week is not sponsored by Big Anal. <laughs> 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 this, uh, this episode is sponsored by Blog Tyrant. Um, you can go to blogtyrant.com slash filth and get an individual brainstorming session from Blog Tyrant to help you start a blog or a career online. Um, it's all about starting a website, but not just starting one. Any company can give you a website and a bunch of... I can of, fucking do that for yeah. you. D- www.bigable.com. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but Blog Tyrant is about teaching you how to start one and how to make it successful. Mm. Right. Um, so with more and more people looking to the internet to pursue a hobby, support an existing career, or start a little something on the side, hell yeah, Blog Tyrant is an invaluable resource with step-by-step guides on creating websites and making sure you get plenty of visitors. Blog Tyrant has been helping people build successful blogs and websites for almost ten years. Ooh. That's a decade almost. in Greek. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we do a lot of stuff online. Mm. That is where the majority of <laughs> I would say it's where our better work is. Yes, agreed. <laughs> um, I, it's weird because we record this in the real world yes. offline. Yeah, everything else to do with it online. Yeah, and the real world stuff is a real chore. Yeah, yeah. The second we turn that shit into ones and zeros, mm. that's when the money starts coming. <laughs> yeah, in. that's this right. right now. Us in this room, looking at each other, mm. the worst bit by far. The worst uh, bit of my week. Just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. As soon as this turns off, though. That's when the good shit happened. That's right. <laughs> I um I actually started a blog when I was like twenty. Here we go. That 
literally turned into my career. I, yeah, right. I was at uni. Episode one is the most disappointing <laughs> film that I have seen. <laughs> and then I do like bad comedy sketches on the side. <laughs> um, yeah, I started a blog when I was in uni and I didn't know shit about shit. And it took me a few years to turn that into an actual job. And now I'm a digital producer as my job. Like that's... Yeah. Um, a digi so, pro, they call them. Yeah, a digi pro. Um, Digital prod. <laughs> <laughs> Big anal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I wish I had someone to be like, oh, if you have this in your headline, people will actually find it through Google. It's mm. crazy with this stuff how there are just literal, actual, no, definitely do this yes. things that are simple, but you need to know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fucking tell you them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm keeping them secret for my <laughs> shit. Yeah. For my website. I've got a successful website. Have I ever told you about that? Uh, no. Facebook.com. That's wow. you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're the I guy re- who started Facebook. Yeah. I reckon you wow. should change it to the Facebook. <laughs> really? Yeah. Tell you what's cooler than that. What? You know what's cooler than a joke about the social network? What? A million jokes about the social <laughs> network. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this ad was worth $1 billion. Um, yeah, so if you are thinking of starting a blog but you want it to actually get readers, then go to blogtyrant.com. And if you go to blogtyrant.com slash filth, you get a free email feedback session from the person who runs Blog Tyrant on how to make a good blog. Mm. Uh, so thank you, Blog Tyrant, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. And what was uh, where, where do you go? Blogtyrant.com slash filth. Hell yeah. That's how you get noticed on the internet. Or you email us, like Hank Pym has done, which is definitely his <laughs> real name. Yeah. Uh, Hank Hill? <laughs> so this is sort of a complicated email, but I'm going to read the entire thing. Okay. How about full creative control in a game is, is his opening salvo. All right. Maybe I like not these the emails to us where people think that they're like pitching an ad, like they're in <laughs> Mad Men. Like, yeah. just ask us yeah. a question. You don't need to fucking set Picture the scene. A world in which you get the full creative control of a game. <laughs> now, now that world can yeah. become a reality. You wake Nobody's up. buying a game. <laughs> they're buying a lifestyle. <laughs> you wake up. You check your email. A listener of your podcast has sent you an email. <laughs> that email is happening right now, <laughs> gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> uh, the ability to create and do anything. My idea when I was younger came from one to download mods for PC games when not having a powerful enough PC to run any of those games, I was stuck on a console, the original Xbox, where for the most part you could not freely change a game as you wanted, like creating new maps. Then a game called Pariah came out on the Xbox. Speaking of obscure games, this was like the one that came along and it was like, oh, Halo's over, Halo's dead, Pariah's going to beat it. I do have a vague memory of this. It yeah. definitely happened. It wasn't the best game. It felt like a rip-off of an Unreal game uh, that was already out on the system. However, you could freely create maps for multiplayer from the hills, valleys, water to the buildings and vehicle placement, blah, 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 map creator mode, mm-hmm. like the Forge mode in Halo 3. Then I guess there's Super Mario Maker. Basically, his question, though, ends up being, is there something that you would be interested in doing in all types of games? Do you think there should be a feature in more games? The Far Cry 5 thing, which mm. just came out, the mm. arcade thing, and a few games have this and have toyed with it, but it's never been done Super well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm aware that, yeah, we're, we, like you said, never been done so well. I just have no I- interest in it. Like, I don't, I don't want to make my own stuff in games. I don't, like, I want a good game designer to make a thing that they think I'm really going to like and then I play that. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm not going, like, no one's going, oh, you know what? When I go to the movies, I wish it just ended 10 minutes earlier and then we could all get up and act out a little play where we come up with our own end of the movie. But you do do that. That's what we all do. Like, that's what I is Like, we're all. Excuse me? I, <laughs> yeah. This I, is a hell of a take. Am I being given carte blanche to rush the stage at the end of Chimp Cop? No, <laughs> but we're all like, you know, I hate fucking, but creative people and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So why is it that in games that urge to, like, make something interesting isn't there as well? Much? I like that in some games. I never right. like level creation or map building or what or that any of that stuff. But in Fallout 4, I love building structures and building the gardens and adding to the, all the existing houses. I like that stuff. Yeah. I like city building games, but there's some weird distinction between that and map building. Like a map editor. That I have well, no interest Well, for me, the in. reason I don't like it is because I'm not a game designer in much the sure. same way I don't right. like an audience member coming up to me after a gig and saying, yeah, you know, here's a joke that you should have made instead. That's yeah. like, Yeah, well, you don't know. Listen, Adam, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> weird name. You pay, but I, <laughs> like, I think there's maybe something to be said for how you don't get to see the actual results of your level either. That was something that I th- something like Mario. Ma- if you could put that level up 
and straight away watch another person run through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And watch them fuck it up and watch them. Because that's something that I think we all fucking like about comedy. You get you hear laugh straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> the, that little Freudian slip there. I didn't say you hear laughter or you hear laughs. I said you hear laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to point out that 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 my I brain hates. Th- what I think I for do. me, like when I got Super Mario Maker, I really enjoyed it for like a day or two. But it just the like the amount of time it was taking me to make a level, I was like. Well, I would rather play in this amount of time it's taken me. I would rather just play a game or if I'm going to be creative, I would rather just work on my own comedy or do a drawing or yep. like to me it's yeah. like it's I think it, I think part of it why it doesn't scratch any kind of creative itch for me is because it's I I, I don't know, I just don't to me, it doesn't feel creative in the same way that actual but do you think creation it, does. I think, do you think I, that I think would change it for you, though, if it were because in Mario Maker and everything where that little big planet and whatever that mm. I've ever done this with, you just throw it out into the ether and it's gone. And you've made yes. that thing. Like, well, the, there's the, no feedback. There's no watching people do it. The issue as well is you can't design a game level for yourself to play and enjoy. It, it's right. not possible. The things about yeah. games that we enjoy are surprising and inventive and and like teach us things. You can't build your own level and just play it yourself and get the, any level of enjoyment out of it. No, I you're think. building it for somebody else. But yes. I think for me, like watching someone else play the level, it wouldn't give me enjoyment because it would just be it would just feel like I've just designed this level. I didn't design this game that is really good. Mm. I, it's you know what I mean. It's the mechanics. It's not the specific level of something that I think. Right. In in what I think is, whereas you know, a comedy show, it's like I didn't invent comedy, but I wrote that whole like Wait, I you, wrote this whole. You thing. didn't invent comedy. Well, I mean, it's look, it's it's going to the courts next week, and I'm really hoping for a win. I'm hoping I get custody of comedy in this in this battle. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just it's it's something about like. People come to see a show of, of mine and it's like I've 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 the whole thing is me. Whereas mm. like yeah, like watching someone love a level I made, it's like, well, they actually love Mario. They like I happen to have made a good level right. in it, but it's not I can't take any satisfaction I in wonder, this person loving this level. I wonder then Nox because Nox and I are in a group that creates things that are like very narrative based and they're they like there's comp definite comparisons between games and sketch comedy. Yeah. You're setting up these they things. They both suck and nerds do. <laughs> <laughs> and not not enough people uh, consume them. <laughs> no, but it's about getting into a group and coming up with all those ideas, and then putting those ide- ideas in front of people and seeing if they work. Yeah. What I think would be maybe more attractive to me uh, in a game level design sense is if I was guaranteed a bunch of people would definitely play it. If I could make right. a level, put it out there, and like fifty people played it the next day and enjoyed it, maybe that'd be what would get me into it. Yeah, yeah, there's something about like, yeah, just the structure of it is too fucking... Uh, well, if I was going to do this, then I would have done it fucking years ago with Half-Life or whatever. Sure. And put it on whatever dumb website. Because I think that's the thing that nobody's got properly done yet is making that structure of... I, but I don't know how do you do that because then you're forcing people to play these shit levels that I some just, idiots make. Like I, I don't know how you do it, but that's why I'm not a game designer. Maybe it, we are literally just talking about oh, if we wanted to make games, we'd be game designers and it'd be yeah. rewarding. Yeah. I mean, it's it's for me, and again, it's it's yeah, not to put too fine a point on it, but for me, like yeah, and and well, and for all of us, but I mean, this is the reason I don't enjoy it. Creativity is it's work. So mm. if I'm playing a game, I want to just. I'm using that to switch off. I don't want to yeah. sit and be artistic and creative and go, oh, what's the oh, okay, and, and refine stuff because that's what I spend like the rest of my day doing. That's, like that's, I'm into it for a completely different release. Yeah, that's probably exactly the same for us. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. someone who is doing it, maybe that is their creative outlet. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, totally. and that's the thing. Whenever I've come close to doing this, it's to try and make little story things mm-hmm. in like old RPGs and stuff. I remember Neverwinter Nights had a fucking thing where you could go through but but it was at some point just a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. And mm. that's not why I'm playing video games. But like yeah. I said in that first week of Mario Maker, I did yeah, I did really really enjoy being given uh, that, especially because it's a you know a series of games that I've loved for you know as long, pretty much as they've been around. Yeah, being given the keys to that was really cool. And then once that wore off, I was just like, this just takes too long. I'm sure. like, I'd rather play playing through other people's levels was really fun, but right. yeah, sitting yeah. there and doing it myself. Well, I'm yeah, glad there are people out there who who do it. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So our next email mm-hmm. comes in from Cameron. Not Cameroon. No. Not, not the, Cameron. Not, not the country. Just a man named Cameron. Okay. I've listened back through every episode of the podcast. Love him, by the way. That's nice, Cameron. Thank you. And notice that you never addressed the most important question in gaming. Is it spelt video games or video games? Is there a space in the middle? Yeah. No. Even your Patreon page can't provide an answer as it uses both spellings within the first two sentences. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> now we're getting to the real point of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Having a fucking crack, are you, mate? Yeah. Although, the, <laughs> although the spelling with the space is more common, it's the choice of AP style. Yeah, Associated uh, Press. Right. Uh, there are still some publications that use the single word video games like Paste Magazine. The argument for no space is typically that the artistic medium should be one like film, music, etc. What's your preference? Does the distinction matter? Maybe add a hyphen in there. Should there even be called video games? So this is a part of the question I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Can you really label the incredibly wide variety of experiences the industry produces under just one title of games? A word that comes with a connotation of meaningless fun and a whole host of a whole host of cultural baggage about who plays them. Mm-hmm. Some people have suggested the game is too limiting to describe everything the medium produces, or that it implies a lack of artistic vision and we should instead use something like interactive experiences. While it might be pointless discussion to have nearly 50 years after the name has been established, I do think names are important and it inspires interesting discussions and jokes on video game Twitter every once in a while. I'm a video games with no space person myself. What are your thoughts? That second half of that I think is really fucking interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly, speaking of Pace Magazine. Yes. Did you guys see NME is got, I mean. Feel this magazine. It's like it's got paste all through it. (laughs) (laughs) I swear it's Paste. <laughs> NME went out of business? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. No. Yes. Today. Like that was an I mean, today. three weeks ago. The, yes. only, thing, the <laughs> only thing I know about NME magazine that I've seen on there for the last like 20 years is sometimes one of the Gallagher brothers. I was going to say, yes, it has to be Oasis That's related the for you. only yeah. thing I associate with. The, but no, there's other stuff, but they seem to always be doing it. NME is the Rolling Stone of, of, of England. England. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Like a big tastemaker for so long to be to be closing out. So it just made me think of that. Like yeah. It is such a big cultural thing mm. for, for something that huge to be going, all right, yep, we're out. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Well, we and the, the cultural thing of this, this video game is, discussion I think mm. is really interesting because it hasn't been changed since the start yeah and that is like a 70s thing of like video game like yes. oh, look at it, it'd like be, if we still call movies the talkies yeah moving pictures like yeah. if we still said well maybe we should just abbreviate video games to vidya oh nah. I feel sick yeah no that's I awful get, I guess you're right I mean the talkie but uh, video games it still is in terms of every in yeah relatively a newer industry that still is at this point, though, compared to movies, yeah. like it's about half the time. Like it's it's we're not in the we're in the forties mm. for films. Now. I guess it's mm. I guess Citizen it's also Citizen Kane is out. Yeah, and mm. it is what game is it? What's the Citizen Kane of <laughs> video games? No Man's Sky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It it just mm. but it seems like a sort of a thing that would just never have. Like these days, I can't really imagine there being a thing online where it's like, guess what, everyone. They're not called video games anymore. They're called it's so sorry, JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. Sorry stores that have a video game section. You get it just it just would it not It definitely won't be interactive experiences because no. it will never go longer. Exactly. It's got to be one word yeah. and it's got to be a word that's not awful like video. Cr- crams. It's called crams now, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I love playing my crams. <laughs> get get out there. It's I an. Know, I think it's, it's an interesting, you know, philosophical discussion. I don't know that it matters though. In the end, right? Like it's no, movies ba- are called movies yeah. because they were called moving pictures, and now it doesn't matter. It's just short. It's just and short. The baggage went away rather yeah. than because they were silly little. Uh, put your ten cents in at the fun fair, less than ten cents, but you know, mm. put your. N- n- Penny in it, the, the Penny Arcade. Yeah, Penny is the smallest denomination of currency <laughs> in not, the history not, of the world. Not true. There's what, what's a halfpenny? Uh, it's half a penny. Uh, mm. What's sixpence? Uh, that's six that's pennies. Six pennies. That's six <laughs> pennies. <laughs> but there was like a, a crown. A crown was less, I right. think, and like a half crown and a halfpenny was a half a penny. Yeah, so right. fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I it, I I tend to spell it without a space because it. Yeah. To me, it is like same. It's the term for the medium. It's yeah. not right. the word video and the word game. Yeah. It's not a game that's moving yeah. on a screen. It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
I, I um, have the space, but I've just never really thought about it and just mm. do it. Video gum. Vi- video gleams. I put the space up just before the S. Video game. But what is something that it could be changed to that's, yeah, that's an actual word or an actual term or an actual combination um, of words? Uh, what's that term they use for the study of it? It's like ludography or something. Like L U D O, Ludo yeah. narrative, yeah, yeah, Ludos or something. Ludos, no, that's never Ludos. gonna happen. Yeah, it's Ludes. never gonna happen. No, nah. but I like it, even though it is so far removed. Like it does conjure up video games, like yeah. the, this real eighties idea of what they were. I like that. I, like I, I yeah. like that we still reference that anytime we talk about. Yeah, a, 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 yeah, a Telltale game or yeah. a walking simulator that is so far removed from that. I like that we still bring it back to this thing of it's like, yeah, we're sitting in front of a screen, yeah, you know, controlling a thing. It's reductive and it's simplistic, but it's char- I think it's charming because of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Little like you, a plugger. I live in Tuvalu, says Ross, a place far away from everything and with internet, if you can believe it, much worse in Australia. Impossible. Can't, quick can't little, quick it, little no. fact about Tuvalu that he doesn't point out in this. I, I hope I'm saying that right. This is about fucking actually, coins again. I'm going to kill Tuvalu? you. Tuvalu. 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 No, it's... Tuvalu. Tuvalu. Two in the pink. One in the loo, which does still work. Um, you know when you go to websites that are dot .tv? Yes. It's yeah. not television. It's Tuvalu. Oh, really? Really? Maybe not a big part, but a lot of websites sign up as though they're from them. Yeah. Right. If you can believe it, though, their internet is much worse than Australia. Mm. I've been re-listening to all your old episodes because I can only get good enough internet to download podcasts once or twice a week. It's the only time they come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I was no feeling... need to throw your country's internet under the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I was feeling flush enough to have bought a, a Switch before moving here. It would have given me much more to do during my downtime. Anyway, a question if you need it. Games like to say they have real choices that change the outcome of the game. But in reality, very few actually do. So my question is this. Have there ever been any instances where the choices did affect the way you felt about the game? What are the choices you've made in games that you have regretted? That's from Ross. Well, that's sort of a a couple of different questions there, I feel like. Because the way that was phrased in the middle was, are there any choices that you've made in games that have changed the way you've felt about games. Yeah. Which right. absolutely, almost every game with with uh, choices presented to the player, I've felt at the time and, you know, in the aftermath of the decision, like it meant something. But that can be a trick and it isn't technically actually a change. It's almost exclusively a trick, yeah. right? Yeah, so I, I played a bit more of, I, I hadn't played it for a couple of months, but uh, Persona 5 the other night. And mm. so you constantly, anything where you're in conversations and you're having to choose... It's so dumb because I really stress about what I'm going to pick in right. that moment, and then like you know that it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Like mm. you could just go, oh, I'll always pick the top thing. But in my head, I go because I'm being given the choice. I should, and this is like an avatar of me in this game. Mm. I should answer it how I would actually answer it in the real world. It's such a dumb thing to get caught up in. Yeah, I tend to treat those games and those choices as like a way to become immersed in the character. So mm. it's not necessarily what I would choose, but I've gone, I'm this character in this game. Like Mass Effect is a really good one yeah. where you kind of decide who you're going to be, who, how you're going to play, and then making those choices in within the bounds of that character that you've cho- chosen mm. help immerse you further in the game. That's how I tend to treat them. Yeah. So it's like, well, sure, maybe after the fact it's not a real choice or the choice doesn't have meaning within the game, but in the moment it helped me get more immersed. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and that's clearly that's. I mean, that's why it's done. Mm. The two things that stick out for me are in Resident Evil Four. Uh, early on, there's a bit where there's a dog caught in a trap, and you yes. you let him out, and then in the first boss, he he kind of comes out of nowhere and helps you. And like in the moment, I was like, "Oh, that's really cool!" Like I could have not done that, and I would have been, I wouldn't have had this little bit of help. Right. He kind of does nothing. Right. Um, and the other one is the end of Cave Story. Where as this base is blowing up, you are given the option of making an escape with this scientist who's like he's gotten on his little ship and he's flying away. Mm. So you can go with him and then it basically cuts to a shot of you just on the ship with him and it just sits there in the sky of you flying around and nothing happens. Right. Like it just pauses there and it basically leaves you to work out oh, I wasn't meant to do that. I was meant to go back and save this person. Right. And you have to reset the game and go back to your last save and do it from there. Mm-hmm. Just hold on for two seconds there. Can you wiggle your mic around a bit? 
Yeah, it's really the the top of it is is making a noise. That's better. I think. Wiggle it now. Yeah, that's gone. That okay. solved it. All right. Um. Yeah, I often find that I because uh, like I remember something recently that I definitely went, oh no, fuck, I feel bad about doing that, and it's gone out of my head now. <laughs> yeah, because like I think ultimately I do always think of them like you were saying. It's like it doesn't actually matter, right? No. Well, like I said, I could only think of two that I remember going, and sure, one of them was quite recent, but I did think that was a cool way of mm. like, yeah, you get given this choice, it doesn't fuck the game up, but it is a cool thing of like, you know, you have to reset now. And actually go back and do the right thing. Right. And yeah. Do that, the right thing. That had a lot of. Got to always do the right thing. Crazy yeah. shit in it, that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie. So, Moving uh, picture. <laughs> Ludo narrative experience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely would like to see more stuff in games where, yeah, you get given this thing that you can, you can just walk past and ignore, but if you don't, you do kind of get helped in some way and it does right. actually affect what you're doing rather mm. than just these. It feels like it's always like in terms of what you say to people where you know that in the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to change it anyway. Right. So given that it's all inconsequential, I would prefer it to be, oh, this is just a th- this is just a, a cool little thing is going to happen yeah. right. that you're going right. to remember sure. and you're going to feel good like, oh, I did that and now – this happens. Yeah. Doesn't L- change the game at all, but it just effect. sticks out. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rather than just like answering a question in one of three ways that are all kind of the same. And Right. That was a shitty thing about Fallout 4, that every different option you had was basically yes, but angry, yes, but sad, yes, but yeah. something. Yeah. Just have the, if you want to make a character, have him automatically do it then. Yeah, sure. It's the, that, that would be my preference at we, least. It probably would be remiss of us to not talk about Telltale a bit more um, in depth because mm. that is the big one. Yeah. All you're doing is making choices in that game. Sort yeah. of. In, in those yeah. games. They don't really... Uh, they're very much the one where it's, oh, they tricked me. Yes, because what uh, on the surface it's like, great, choose your own adventure that I'm playing through. I'm a li- little bit more immersed than I would be otherwise. It's a story... I'm making decisions about where the story's going to go. This is revolutionary. Mm. And, like, the one that really got me was the Game of Thrones game. Right, I haven't played that. It's really good because it's a well-written story that plays out pretty much the same no matter how you play it. It was the same with the first series of The Walking Dead. Right. Where there was one choice in particular somewhere around the middle that really affected stuff and really seemed like I had caused it to happen. Right. You can do the exact opposite decisions and the same thing happens. Yeah, yeah. right. Which, yeah, I, like I think you were saying this basically before of make the trick, write it, have the preference be for the writing and then do the, have the trick affect that rather than make it two shitty paths right that are less well written but have an actual choice yeah yeah i mean i'm fine with it just being a little superfluous bells and whistles thing Mm. that's like it triggers a thing that's like impressive but meaningless yeah but yeah i mean that's why i've never been able to really get too enthused about telltale stuff Mm. because it does seem like what's going to happen is going to happen and i would rather just watch something if i'm going to sit there yeah touching a screen every you know, minute. Yeah, I'd rather just actually disconnect and just sit and relax yeah, and watch right. something. I d- I think they t- they tend to successfully trick me. Like the Wolf Among Us is the best fable story that's been written, mm. and and I felt like I was involved, and yeah. I wasn't really. I was just watching a visual graphic novel play out in front of me. Yeah, but it got me. And the same with Game of Thrones. It was only the second time I played through that I was like, oh, fuck. You, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we just have a bit of a higher IQ than you and it's easier, <laughs> it's harder to fool us. So. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'm just more of a romantic, more of a dreamer, <laughs> you know? I really want to remember who this... Someone died in a game that I played and I'd caused it to happen. I was like, oh, that, I feel bad about that. Mass but Effect then, does no, that a bit? It was, it, I'd, I very quickly afterwards went, oh, but who fucking actually cares? Right. Uh, what's come out this year? Or last year. Uh, again, who cares? It's it honestly the m- most of the time that happens in a game, it's a little um, cheap trick, and then you move on and you don't totally. Doki Doki, huh? Doki Doki Literature Club. Ooh. Uh, uh, maybe. You did it could get be, annoyed could at that. Be, could be. Mm. Could be. Because it really be. does make you think. <laughs> All right, he's stuck. He's stuck in a loop. <laughs> 
Because it really does lead you to think that it that it was it, your choice. Really, mm. that game was all about fake choice too. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it really sets it up like you chose this, and now this stuff is happening, mm. and this is very unique. Mm. Yeah, could be, could have been that one. Yeah. Uh, ah, I guess we'll never know. My memory is terrible, and it's a spotty nightmare. <laughs> it's probably that one, though. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. Speaking of nightmares, is it time to put this episode to bed and go and have a little bit of a sleep when I will inevitably have nightmares? Uh, yeah, or you committed to doing a gig and time is running out for you to get an Uber to that gig and so you need us to wrap up right now. I would have been able to do it, but I said no to the gig. Oh, to do did this. you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You told me to. No, did yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also, it is just more about the time that the episode would normally end. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's That's wrap it up end. then. It's yeah. not a, I, I've made sacrifices to be here today <laughs> yeah. and I don't feel as though they've been respected, to I be respected frank. them. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you died, I would move on with the game. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, come out and see us at the Comedy Festival this month. Mm. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have our thoughts on Far Cry 5 and that sexy, sexy map editor. Oh, yes. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yes, feelthecasuals.com.au for links to our socials and uh, all of our yeah various things that you can find, the Patreon, yeah. the Bandcamp premium episodes. Feel free to edit this out if I'm wrong. Ready Player One is coming out soon after this episode? Yeah. yeah today. Mm. It came out today. Yes. I'm okay. definitely going to see it and yeah. definitely going to talk about it on this show. Yeah. I'm, I might not come and see it. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay. going to go and I'm going to force you to come with us yeah. for the sake of content. The yeah. amount of fucking sacrifices I made. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, you shouldn't have bailed out of that gig to come and see the movie with us. Um, all right, guys, thanks for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this Ludo Audio interactive experience. Ooh, when I will c- they change the word podcast? Oh. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 